Hello. So, here we are, episode two of the podcast, and I am currently recording it very late at night after a seasonally warm day, aka what <laughs> the weatherman says is seasonally warm. I say it's flipping hot, but that's beside the point. <laughs> this podcast, I'm looking to tell stories and experiences, whether it's about gaming, life, and, and or mental health. I will try to give a heads up. If any part of what we discuss in the podcast is a possible trigger, because I also have to kind of be careful for my own mental health and safety as well. But let's get started. Today's episode will be about gaming. My beginning of gaming, that moment that changed everything. How I thought about things all around me. How to approach, resolve, and deal with things going on in my life that just wasn't relating to gaming. So for this story, we're just going to keep it very simple. I'm going to talk about how I was introduced to gaming, specifically this specific relationship, uh, where that relationship went, and at what point it is now versus what it was earlier in my gaming life. And that is what we're going to be talking about coming up. As I spoke a little bit in episode 1, the little yellow puck was introduced to me in 1977. The city kid that was an introvert even at the age of 6. Per one of the many rules for me in the house, I was not allowed to go outside of the house. I wasn't even allowed out of my spot in the house. Uh, that sentence will be explained in a later episode. It was the summer before my first year of school. My mother always made sure that I was prepared for class. She would get workbooks and whatnot from the local store and have me working on basic math and whatnot at the time and wanted to make sure I was prepared once I got to school. So ultimately, school time and summertime were the same thing for me. When my stepfather was at home, at least, I was busy learning she had begged my stepdad to get an item for me that she had seen at a local television store. Back in the day, they used to actually have stores that just sold televisions. And after some basic begging and pleading and whatnot, he finally gave in and purchased the item, even though he was dead set against it. Anytime he had to spend any money on me, he didn't. Anytime he needed to spend money on me, he didn't. But my mother, in her motherly way in that moment, tried to negotiate. And soon enough, this gaming system ended up in our living room on the floor being connected to our probably about a 16-inch television that was black and white. A few <laughs> It took a few days. The ballet computer system was in the living room, all connected, ready to go. And we had some games with it. My mother went ahead and had me try out the system with its pre-revolutionized controller at the time. 
And then I discovered a cartridge that ba that said basic programming on it. I was curious. I popped it in. I went through the manual, which at that time was pretty thick manual for something like that. And basic was the language of the time back then. And that is when the learning in the gaming road began. gaming system also had a bit of paperwork to fill out and my mother had filled that paperwork out sent it in and a few weeks passed and my mother came into the living room with a package that was for me it had my name on it but i was not allowed to look at it not because of my age but due to one of the rules of the house i wasn't allowed to know my name or my name to be used in the house i'll explain that also in a later episode as well uh, she opened the envelope, pulled out the paperwork, and a cartridge marked Test Program. She handed me the cartridge and asked me to play it. And with a little bit of excitement, I walked over to the system, and as I played it, she would ask me questions about it. I controlled a little yellow puck that ate dots and chased ghosts all around a maze. I quickly recognized a pattern to the ghosts, audio cues that were there that no one else seemed to notice, the visual changes that would occur with certain levels, and adjusted my way through the maze accordingly. I think my mother was surprised how quickly I caught on to these things with the game. Um, she even, I think, at one point was kind of speechless while I was playing as well. After hours and hours of playing, I wanted to take a closer look at the game. After finishing with the questions from my mother, which were part of the tester sheet, I had to shut it down and return to my spot because my stepfather would be home at any moment. The next day, however, my mother gave me the rest of the paperwork. It was the programming behind the game. I loaded up the basic programming cartridge and went to work. I reviewed the programming by writing it out line by line. This is also how I learned basic language. I typed it out line by line and not just read it from a book. I saw so much in the game during the process. Errors, improvements, secrets, even things I think weren't intended to be in the game, and they were at the time. I could see it all. Kind of like that one scene from Hackers, if you're familiar with that movie, where Dave Murphy could see the program for the worm constructed as he was repairing it. That is kind of how it was for me when I was doing the programming. I could just kind of see everything. I went back to the game and was unstoppable at it. I literally played it for hours and hours on end, like pretty much a whole day, until my mother told me that I did a great job, but I wasn't allowed to show my stepfather the excitement that I had for playing the game, because he wouldn't like it. Kept it to myself, but was excited as I returned to my spot before he arrived back home from work. Thank you. 
After the company, Bally Midway, sold the IP to Namco in 1980, Pac-Man and I were still the best of friends. Even though Pac-Man is responsible for getting me banned from two different arcades in 1979 due to uh, the owners or the person running it at the time were uh, kind of unable to make any money off of me because I would just put in one quarter and that quarter would last me for hours. I knew the patterns, I knew the game, I knew some of the changes because I spotted them as I played that me and several other testers had submitted that looks like that some of them were taken and the game was adjusted accordingly. But then we got to a point where as the years went on, I went my way and Pac-Man went his. So fast forward to 2020. According to Namco, Pac-Man was turning 40 years old that year. Actually, Pac-Man was more like around like 42, 43, depending on what history you're following. Content creator that I've been enjoying and watching and learning the basics and the processes in a game called Valorant announced that she had been going to Pac-Man's quote-unquote 40th birthday. As she talked about some of the history, which unfortunately was Proportionally incorrect, or at least, you know, slightly incorrect. Uh, I sat there in my seat, kind of this proud father kind of feeling, but I also was very upset because as someone who has lived a history and I'm listening to her speak it and knowing how much of it is incorrect, but I know it wasn't her fault on that. I know that more than likely she was given a script or given a list of items that she had to hit and whatnot because I'm pretty sure that she was getting kind of sponsored about it as well but in the process i just kind of sat there i gave a kind of heartfelt sigh and just continued to enjoy her content So Pac-Man and I went through a lot. In the end, we were practically strangers. He had been changed, modified, altered, and been exploited to Kingdom Come. I have been changed, modified, altered, and been exploited to Kingdom Come by persons and events of life itself. At this point, I know that things change as time goes, but I've learned, developed, and in some cases survived over the course of time in my life. I wish we could be friends again at least. Who knows, maybe some point down the road that could happen. I want to thank everyone for tuning in into episode 2 of Pixels and Respawn. This was a very interesting episode, <laughs> at least for me to get the script down and what had happened in my life at that time. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to use the email in the description or reply to one of our tweets on Twitter at PixelsRespawn, all one word. You'll find the podcast on our RSS feed or Spotify. We are currently looking at being on iHeartRadio as well, but that is in process. Please give the podcast a like, thumbs up, or whatever platform you're listening to this on has. Input is greatly appreciated. But most of all, remember, stay positive, be safe, and game on.